This is Fandom Buzz. Today's Bookish Breakdown is a catch-up episode of featuring Keeper of the Lost City's Legacy by Shannon Messenger. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey, Hello. everybody. We have a special guest today on yes, today's Bookish do. Breakdown. Um, so, I don't know. I think, Alexa, you should have the honors of introducing uh, our, our, friend. our friend. My friend now, too, because I think that's <laughs> super cool. I yeah. guess this is just one of those... Um, because we're friends and we're married and I guess your friends are my friends. I think this is like a real, oh, I can text this person and maybe hang out with him for a spell, which we did though at, at BookCon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was fine. It wasn't like, okay, um, this isn't like, like a, this is like a conjugal kind of friendship. That's true. You guys hung out without me. <laughs> that's, that's true. true. Yeah. About carried that. on pretty well. So we all so, played D&D together. And we all played yeah. D&D together. Yeah. exciting things really that we're all involved in. And, so with... Mackie and I actually played D and D without you. Two I know. See, <laughs> I am no longer a factor in this. It's, it's like, mom, I have friends. I know. <laughs> okay, before so that Sweet. everyone knows who we're talking about. Please do the honors. <laughs> we're, we've invited our friend Kristen, formerly of Super Space Chick, and now her, all her handles are Merrily Kristen, Hello. which I think suits her very well. Thank you. Uh, we've invited her to join us because we're doing another bookish breakdown, like Maggie said. And yes, this we is are. particularly important that Kristen is on this one because she is one of the other people I read the series with. And, and, and people we <laughs> and scream at. She got me through the series, too. And people we scream at and with. That's true. Um, yeah. And discuss and, extensively. And discuss extensively. <laughs> like a lot of tone conversation, like test conversations have gone on, I think. Oh, about... oh, there have been plenty. Oh, yeah. There <laughs> are a lot of times. Opinions. Yes, and, and FaceTime. FaceTime. Oh, yeah, I, I love those. So, I spoiler those alert, movies. we're talking about Legacy, which is the eighth book in the Keeper of the Lost City series. Gonna have Oops. a lot of feelings. <laughs> so, yay, Kristen's on. Woo! I feel some applause is in order. Do you want to say anything, yep. introduce anything, yeah. Kristen? Yeah, say anything to the 30 people listen to us <laughs> um, 29 we take you up gosh you put me on the spot um <laughs> just thank you guys for having me i'm really excited as you guys know i love this series so much and i love talking to both of you about it and i love um annoying mackie and telling him about how much he loves elves so. I know. oh we're gonna talk oh, about feel this. free to keep doing we're that the entire this. time i think my my alleged denial is a public spectacle for all uh, yeah. it's great it's great all right so without further ado uh let's kick this uh, thing off with uh what we would like to call a bookish breakdown bookish breakdowns in which I basically tried to summarize the book. And before anything else, reminder, this is going to be a spoiler-filled podcast. So if you have not read Legacy, or if you care about being spoiled, then you might want to click off. Otherwise, feel free to stay, hear us chat, hear us rave, hear us rant. Um, a lot and of also ranting. hear me magnificently spoil the first seven books in the series. Here we go. Here we or, well, not, not too spoilery, actually. So my summary of Legacy is basically just to say we are still following Sophie. She is the main character of the series. And at the very beginning of the series, she discovers that she's actually an elf. That's right. And so she joins the world of the elves. She goes to school. She basically gets adopted into a new family. But then she also discovers that there's bad guys and good guys, even in that world. And she finds herself at the heart of a conspiracy. And as every book has gone on, this world and this conspiracy has just gotten bigger and bigger. 
in the last book, we find out that a friend of hers named Keith is also at the heart of another conspiracy. And in the book Legacy, we discover that it's not only Sophie who has to figure out what legacy was left to her, but Keith as well. And they're doing this while trying to protect the entire elven world from disaster, which, you know, not an easy feat for teenagers, not an easy feat for adults either. <laughs> and yet here they and are. here we are. <laughs> All right. In which case, in which case we come to probably what always takes up the long, and I say this like we've had like a hundred episodes of this, but no, I, for the last two times that we've done this, this next segment is really, and because we're character-driven people, yes. mm-hmm. uh, this is where, where we take the most time and, and we shall. So this is uh, Cracking the Cast. Cracking the Cast. Right? Cracking the Cast is where we do a lightning round. Well, quote unquote lightning round. How the Christians are We don't know. We don't know how much of that, how much of that lightning is, is, is going the to The lightning to round that lasts the longest of any the round. Last... <laughs> <laughs> the longest lightning round I, in existence. I know. Let's, let's, let's see that. It, it's, it's definitely got its own, got a life of its own. But it is the quote unquote lightning round <laughs> of a who's who. Uh, of of the of, of the entire sort of like book, we we I've I've done what I could to sort of like break it up into some like manageable parts, so we don't have to go one by one. It's a large cast of characters, yes. yeah. Which I think, and, and Kristen, let's let's stop here real quick though. I think what how do you feel that uh, Shadow Messenger just to, you know you know like has managed this many people uh, in 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 for, for like a book series? I think it's personally for me it's super impressive. But I, I don't know what you ladies think. I agree. I think. Overall, she's done a really good job. I do think that the last book, though, I was disappointed because some of my favorites didn't have as much page time. But (laughs) then I was glad to see them back again in Legacy. So I think, like, certain books are focusing on certain factions more of the group. But overall, like, it's a great story. So it works out. I'm pleased with what she's done. I agree. I, I have the same feelings, really. Like, it's always hard juggling a big cast I think especially because she has like the adults and the kids Mm -hmm. and like they're all doing different things in different places and I agree that we don't get to see people I love quite as often either there are like a bunch of them where I like I wish they were on page a lot more although Legacy does remedy that Mm -hmm. a bit so I I'm hopeful that the next two like 8.5 and 9 which is supposed to be the last book are gonna you know give us that page time we all need I know you know, it just when you said that, it just dawned on me. Can can she end this? I'm wondering. <laughs> in actually. one book, I we're think gonna, that's why gonna, she needed an eight point five. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, but I feel like the eight point five is really just going to be more like you know cleaning up sort of emotional through lines, which I totally respect and makes sense. But I'm talking about from a plot perspective. I guess it, things are just going to happen really fast in book nine, maybe. Well, before we get ahead of ourselves, before we get ahead of ourselves, because this yeah. comes in a little bit later. That's right. That's bad. right. So, uh, so yes, we're going to break that down to certain groups. I mean, again, huge cast of characters. I don't feel like this should be our great grandiose tribute to all of the characters. Of I mean, Legacy. if we did that, we'd be here for like so, three hours. Yeah. yeah. We would. So, so, so we'll just narrow it down to just these groups of characters, and then everybody. Like, if if we fail to mention somebody, if that's either going to be like that to, that's that makes us. sense, or <laughs> or what a travesty that we forgot this person. Yes. But I don't know that we that the people that we love the most are too far away from our thoughts. That's true. yeah. So <laughs> that happens in real life as well. <laughs> so here we are. Let's start with the grown-ups. And by grown-ups, I want to define the grown-ups as everybody above the age of like eighteen or nineteen. I mean, technically, <laughs> in elven lives, that's a long that's span. A, yeah, <laughs> but, but that but that's also. But that's also okay. So that's every that's every adult in like in like the okay. elven worlds. Mm-hmm. So not just the elves themselves, 
but uh, but but not part of uh, you know like the, the um, Sophie's like honor guard. Okay. And not and obviously not part of the kids. So if they're not <laughs> so if they're not fighting alongside Sophie, they would fall into this category. So we can start with those. So who do we? Maybe do we, we each get to pick like one. Let's go in like a circle, and then someone name a character, and then yeah, we'll someone name a character. Okay. I feel like that, that you be. feel okay. So. Kristen, if you'd like to do the honors, just pick any of the, like pick anyone you you like you thought like like the first person, like the first person that that mattered to you or whatever. The first grown up that mattered to me. Yeah. In the series or in this book. Let's start with in this book, yes. and then let's work our way back if we missed anybody. Ooh, okay. Um. Probably orally. Okay. I had a that is a Kristen great place to, to start. Yeah. That is a great place to start. All right. So, um, so for everybody, like, uh, background, Orly is one of the sort of like counselors, counselors uh, yeah. one of the counselors, right? So they re- basically represent sort of like the highest uh, governing, uh, like sort of body mm-hmm. uh, in, in the elven world. Yeah. And so lots and lots of power. That's uh, true. And so uh, an Orly is a very important part. <laughs> she definitely does. Feel that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kristen, let's go. Let's spoil the heck out of this thing. Immediate thoughts on Orly and everything we found out about her. So we found out in this book that Orly is Sophie's biological mother, which was crazy. And I had such mixed feelings because I've loved Orly throughout the whole series. But then once it was revealed, I wasn't super pleased with the way she handled things. (laughs) And then looking back, I was like, oh, she did make some not so great decisions. (laughs) Yes, she did. She really did, and it's kind of crazy how it all comes to light in in, in like hindsight, right? Yeah, like the whole time you're just oblivious, and then suddenly you're like, "Oh, boy!" But yeah. I think that's a clever, like, sort of pull the rug out from under us move from Shannon Messenger, because I feel like, like similarly to Kristen, I also really enjoyed Orly from the start because she was one of the counselors who I felt was more, I guess, empathetic. Yeah, yeah, and who was a little nicer, and like I also just liked her aesthetic. You know, mm-hmm. it was stuff like that. And then to all of a sudden find out that there's this other side to her personality where she she kept the secret. She like she knew this entire time. Yeah, she was. Yeah, my. Gosh. And like like and you. I mean, it, I also like in earlier books kind of felt bad for her because she had that whole thing with Kenrick, and you're oh, like, yes. oh, she never got oh to like God. be in love, and now you're like, oh. <laughs> I was like, but you did this also, man. That, but she really kept that secret. Yeah, that Kendrick thing, that Kendrick, and that Orly was the thing. thing. That was know. that was what I loved most. Like, okay, what was the one thing you loved the most about Orly? Because for me, it was the like her like give. She had to give love up in order to like lead, and I thought that was tragic and beautiful and right in my wheelhouse. Of course, you love that. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, that's why we're friends. <laughs> yeah, of course you love. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was really her personality because, like, I I was drawn to Orly because, in a way, a lot of her personality reflects, like, me and the other people I love. Okay, that makes like, sense. Like, she has a lot of very similar personality traits, except this whole, like, I'm keeping a secret. I'm not going to tell you because I need to protect, well, myself mostly. Yeah. And, like, that part I was, like, not cool with, which is why it was really heartbreaking mm-hmm. in its own way. Like, it, w- it should have been a happy thing finding out who Sophie's biological mom is yeah. so that Sophie can finally, like, you know, first of all, sort her own issues out with this whole match Literally. thing. And yeah. second of all, at least know that, like, these are my real parents. But it, it instead, it's kind of become this, like, weird place <laughs> for them. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I really, I really did like Orly's personality. I still will say I do. I just don't like the choice she made with regards to like Sophie's keeping her connection to Sophie a secret. Yeah, I just have conflicting feelings, but I feel like I'll get over it because I have loved her for so long. Same. Like right. I have to forgive her for it. Yeah, like we're we're almost halfway to forgiving her for. Well, half, and I say halfway because she hasn't done anything sort of yet. That's yeah. true. I want to see if there's like a redemption hope, there. Yeah, I hope it doesn't get worse. I hope she's just as floored. It's like, who prepares for this? Mm-hmm. I think, I really feel like, and, and think about it this way. So every counselor, which I love about this lore, um, is like super secret keepers, right? Yes. Like they, they even have their own like device. I forget what it's called. Where like, to the death, like, what, what are they called? Cachets, are they? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. And, and so so they're used to, like, I'm going to keep these secrets till I die kind of thing. So to have one of these, like, out in the open, I don't think they have any protocol for that. Yeah. Even emotionally, especially. So I feel like it made sense. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would have been superhuman of her to suddenly, I know how to navigate this with my secret daughter that is not a secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to have to relearn their relationship, which I think should be interesting for and, the rest of the series. And I, think it's just a, and I think it's just a testament to, like, how good the writing is. Yes. I guess is and the character handling is but it makes so much sense if you think about it actually yeah. her being selfish. Oh yeah, completely. It You're does. just like, oh <laughs> not <see> that <laughs> righty. Okay, so that's that's our counselor Orly. Uh any any last thoughts, Kristen, before we move on? Um actually that's probably more of a plot point, so I'll wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You know who I think we should move on okay, to? Who shall because we we're talking to? about counselors, Bronte. Yeah. Oh boy. Who is counselor like my Bronte. my not so secret favorite? Also. Oh, I love him. Alexa, right. Alexa is obviously, as clearly evidenced by her marriage, kind of soft on the. Kind I of love the characters, and I think that's why I've always like. I, obviously, I was irritated with Bronte at the beginning too. Yeah. On Sophie's behalf, oh, yeah. I was like, really. "Why are you being so mean to someone who's new to all of this mm-hmm. stuff?" But as the series has gone on, my favorite thing about Bronte is like he's sort of become adaptable and he has this soft spot for Sophie. It's like, it's so obviously yep. there. Ever since she just yeah. inflicted on him. Yeah, now he's like, okay, I like this. <laughs> and I love it. I, I live for that. That's always my favorite thing. When there's like the one person that the grumpy one is soft yeah, on. Yeah, me too. I'm like, that's it. That's all I care about. Yeah. I. Uh, what about you, Kristen? I tend to love old curmudgeonly characters. So I have liked him for quite a while. I literally cried in the book where he got to ride Greyfell. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. that brought me yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was that such a was... good moment. And, and I really feel like no. And thanks for bringing that up too, because I really feel like he started. Was that did that Greyfell like uh, sort of like ride happen before or after Sophie inflicted on him? That was after. I think after. That was after, yeah. right? Like I almost like I almost feel like because. Bronte like is untouchable in his in his you know kind of in his gift and even as a his position mm-hmm. as a as a counselor. So nobody really knows where he lives. You know what I mean? Like he's That's been true. isolated. Like and and he, and he seems to be sort of fine with it. So for Sophie to to actually pierce that armor quite literally and hurt him, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 which is and you know I as somebody who like does kind of art, I I always have a soft spot for people who can do the things that I can't mm-hmm. do. Because uh, there's a kind of kinship there, so I mean, granted, it's terrible; it's inflicting pain, right? So, but, but I feel like that was the, the first time that anyone has ever like reached him. Oh, yeah. So, I, right? I Is liked that... it even Go more ahead. when she made him like laugh so much because he didn't think it was oh, possible yes. to like inflict happy feelings. That was like my that favorite. That was really. 
That was really ah, fun. Ah. Oh, it's gonna be giving me goosebumps. Yeah, because that's such a great character arc. It again, is. It's it's uh, and again, I'm getting ahead of myself, uh, so I won't. But um, but <laughs> Try not but, to. but you see that trope a lot in anime, where the side characters get a really tasteful but short. Uh, sort of like character arc, yeah. and and uh, and it results quite nicely. They change towards the end, mm-hmm. so so totally totally love uh, Ryan. Right. Isn't he and, great? And I he's think just, he's great. You know, uh, all right. Okay, Can't cool. wait to see him in the next. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you who would you who would you want to? Well, about? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, the two for one deal. I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Grady and oh. Ellen. Best parents. <laughs> <laughs> I, unless unless you guys wanted to pick them apart like separate. No, I think, no, I I think, think they were okay. Cool. Because I, I want to take them in context because A, they have been like the best parents like this side of Elmendom. They're not perfect, but they are. Oh, but pretty, certainly not perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No and that's what's, well, that's a great, right. And that's what's great about them not being perfect is because um, it still feels real. Like they're, they're flawed. They're yeah. not like super, super perfect um, sort of parents. Um, but at the same time, the contrast. Yeah. I, I, I love the contrast of how it's so clear who they're good. Like it's so clear. Okay, they just need... <laughs> I will say this right now. We are not at this segment just yet. No, 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 we're not. <laughs> but on behalf of these two people that aren't real, that can't play Shipwreck or mm-hmm. with us, I honest, it's so clear who they like for yeah. Shippy. I know. It's kind of obvious. <laughs> it is so clear. Um, well, and here's the thing. We, I, yeah, Grady, the answer is no one. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. The answer is absolutely nobody doesn't care. But he is the most threatened. He is the yeah. most threatened. Yes. There's one he's particularly oh, yeah. interesting how <laughs> interesting how he's not threatened by by the other by, one. Blue um, eyes by what's over there. What's his face? We'll get there. We'll get there. But he is magnificently threatened yeah. by Keith. It's great, and I think it's lovely. I think it's because it's because yep. he knows oh, <laughs> something know. that 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 Edelin oh, all. Sorry, not real. Sophie doesn't. Sophie Sophie has no No, bloody. She's very clueless. (laughs) Edelin does though, and and I and I really and I feel like as as a as as a couple, they're very in tune with each other. Like they seem to be, uh, just yeah, especially after all the terrible things that they've they've been through. So for Edelin to be able to read the room with Sophie and Keith, (laughs) and for and for Grady to go, wait a minute. (laughs) I yeah, it's my favorite thing. I really like too that like not only are they. Well, not only do they have their opinions about that, but they're actually pretty good at one-on-one relationships with Sophie. Like, they each have their own specific kind of, I guess, sort of interactions Mm -hmm. with her. Because I feel like with Edelyn especially, it's always the most vulnerable moments for Sophie Mm -hmm. that Edelyn is there. And she doesn't impose, but she's there if Sophie needs her. And, you know, it took Sophie a while to get there, but she's come to the point where, like, she does lean in to that, like, to that place of safety and comfort when she needs to, especially in Legacy, that happens a few yeah. times, where she's like, where Adeline is the one where she's that she turns to in a given moment, and I really like that. But I also do love my other thing that I love about them is the fact that they take care of all the magical creatures. <laughs> like I am sorry, that is like since book one, that has been one of my favorite <laughs> things. Like that their house is like this nice, you know, good nice big home, but it also houses all of these <laughs> magical creatures. Kind of the best thing in the entire universe. Uh, I just imagine them like with their expansive backyard, you know, and all of the animals just. I, I don't know the backyard encapsulates. It's, backyard. it's, it's, yeah. it's like, like a, it's like acres. Know. It's yeah. like acreage it of animals. There's no sanctuary, way they could all fit there. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a farm or some such. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, so right, back to Kristen's turn to talk about Kristen. Anything Adeline. else that you feel like uh, you want to add to the whole Grady and Edelin? Obviously, yes. you love them. Love them so much. <laughs> like Alexa said, I really like how. 
Adeline can always sense when there's something wrong with Sophie. And she never like presses her to be like, tell me what's going on right now. She's always, she always just says, you know, I know you're going through things and I'm here if you need to talk to me, like just, you know, know that I'm here. And it's just so heartwarming. I I love that. (laughs) It really is. It's so reassuring. It it really is like a beauty. It's, it's so great. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm gonna so so there's so many other adults and, and whatever maybe like if we don't want to like uh, unless there's anyone else uh, Kristen that you sort of want uh, like the, that comes to mind where you're like let's sit on this character for a little bit and then we sort of like talk about I do want to segue a little bit towards Mama Senkin <laughs> because okay, that, because that this is yes. the best place and probably the only appropriate place to sort of speaking talk of about parents. Like, mm-hmm. speaking of parents and villains because I think everybody else if, if I like we want to shout them out have to talk about the mom well you know I Not mean like, like uh, no <laughs> he's all right like i don't need to like we can mention him in passing if if needs be but i feel like as... i mean they they equally treat keith terribly so. yeah exactly but 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 mama senkin is worse. is the way is, is a piece is is way worse she's she is a, a piece of work she is a piece of work and she is technically the main villain of this entire thing like i i, I, I can never tell anymore who the actual main villain well is, there's really. well there's always like big bad <laughs> in the book right but i feel like machinations wise yes this she's mm-hmm. the big bad yeah. that is that that is sort of pulling all the strings she's scary it probably is and and how do you okay here's a here's a fun question though with the recent crap that she's pulled right? <laughs> uh you know with like the, finding oh, that uh, finding that like ancient vacuum uh-huh. person uh thing oh I feel like she's bitten off more than she can chew, but she has a few aces up her sleeve. How how do you guys feel about that? Like how like you know, yay nay is is that something that you're into? I think she's interesting, but I obviously can't stand her. Yeah, <laughs> um, fair enough. The one thing that I found really interesting in this book was how, when we found out like the flashback stuff, she. Mm -hmm. She refused to do any kind of experiments on her child, but she took lots of stuff before in order to, like, alter her child. And it was like, I feel like there's too much of a difference there. No, exactly. Isn't that so deliciously, well, great? Yeah. Diabolical. (laughs) Diabolical. And and it just goes to show she's kind of got a few screws loose in the head. Yeah, I don't know that she actually, it's either she has a really concrete plan that she's set in. Or that she has no plan at all and she's winging it. Exactly. Like, yeah. Either way, is 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 that you can't you, you almost can't always tell because she really is unhinged. I, I mean, even Kristen's point about how she doesn't want like don't touch the child. However, I have modified my yeah my, my own self and my husband. You know, and so and, and and I was about to say and husband dear. I can go. You know what I mean? Like, gosh, <laughs> I feel like she's one of those characters. Like you know how like in most stories, you know that the good guys have an ace up their sleeve, like you were saying, like sort of something like what you mentioned earlier. In this case, I feel like it's scary because she's the bad guy, per se, and I say that with quotation marks, but I feel like she's always going to have an ace up her sleeve, and it scares me because I'm like, does that mean she's always going to be successful now? Exactly. No and matter that, what happens? And here's the thing. For me, what's, what's scary to our, uh, to, our, uh, to our good guys here is I have not found a peer of hers to come against her, not even Forkel. That's true. Uh, could, no one oh. has been able to. You mean like to mirror yet. her on the yeah. good side? exactly yeah. like she has no she has no peer has there's no nobody foil. to mm-hmm. yeah she has no foil it's it's really just sophie so i don't know how this is going to sort of play I out really for, for poor poor little miss Moonlark. i feel like there are people but, uh, that can take her but the council 
and the black swan were so late to like working together and pooling resources that it's just taking longer to get there yes that's true i agree with that it's taking them too long to trust each other properly and to work together Mm -hmm. cohesively so i like i it's going to be detrimental because she's got the benefit of like being powerful in her own right and having her own minions there. And knowing that I feel like I wouldn't like, I would bet good money that she's like, these guys are never going to get like anything (laughs) together. It's like that Neil. It's like that. It's like that Neil Gaiman episode about cats. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you guys guys have read the Sandman or I don't know if Kristen, if you read the Sandman recently, but that cat episode, like the night of a thousand Mm -hmm. cats or whatever that was, (laughs) there's just some, there's just some, there's just some things that you're sure are just not going to happen. Like like to get a, to get a bunch of cats to do anything, probably mm-hmm. hard to get like the council moving, you know, in tandem in with, tandem with everybody Definitely else. Definitely hard. Yeah, no. So she's just taking advantage of that. All righty. So I think that's a that's that, that's enough about. Yeah, I mean, uh, there are but, a lot of adults in the series, but yeah, I yeah. I feel like those are the most important ones right now. The yes. only other yeah, one that, that I guess would be considered an adult would be Alvar. Oh, oh, that's boy. right. I keep All forgetting right. he's actually an adult. Let's, let's take a moment. Yes, let's do. Let's talk about Alvar. I still Same. don't like him. <laughs> Kristen, uh, what, like, what do you like? Literally, imagine? that's all I got. I like. I don't like him. I, I wish that we could get a book that just like explains what exactly happened to him, like what drove him to this point to like be part of the Never Scene, and then what exactly happened to have them like cut ties and leave him you know broken and for dead pretty much exactly that that i think that's a good you know i, I would like to read that on to be honest i would too, i actually. think that would be fascinating and also like he has such a horrible relationship with fitz obviously <laughs> but like real dark <laughs> at the end of the last book a oh, super super dark my gosh see my thing is i don't particularly care for either the fitz male children so oh for the Mm -hmm. backer male children so i'm like my opinion in general is just like i just don't like them (laughs) i mean i think they're interesting in terms of the sort of conflict they bring whether it's an individual conflict the way alvar has with fitz at the moment or if it's to the bigger picture where you know like what he did at the end of Mm -hmm. say flashback it, it's they they are very interesting catalysts for things and we'll get to the other backer in a second but yeah i i think it would actually be incredibly beneficial to get an idea of what was really going Me on too. in his head because right now like all you get is him saying things but he could be lying i mean he could also be telling the truth but yeah i mean it wouldn't lying. surprise me so if he was lying based on his track i mean he's been, record, he's been yeah. lying a lot <laughs> So I don't, yeah, I think that would actually be an interesting extra. I don't know if it would have to be a whole book, maybe a novella or like mm-hmm. short scenes, sort of like the bonus stuff at the end of oh, um, my favorite. Legacy. <laughs> Which we'll get to momentarily. <laughs> We're about to get there, actually. Yeah, in a bit, in a bit. All right. Okay, great. No, that, that's a great, uh, that's a great place to sort of uh, park uh, the well, grown-ups we're section. we're sort of still talking about grown-ups in this next part, because squad, right? Yeah. And yeah, some but, of them are technically adults. Yeah. Some of them are technically adults, so it's a good segue, because the squad, as defined, is everyone that has uh, been tasked to fight alongside Sophie that isn't an elf child in school. <laughs> Basically... <laughs> That's so oddly specific. That's, but that's specific. because we need to call Team Sophie out. And we want to talk like the the armored, whatever. Like these guys 
the 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 bodyguards from all over like the under like mm-hmm. secret cities is I think one of the most unique. Like I haven't seen like it's almost kind of like Lord of the Rings esque, where it's like a bunch of different like from different nations shall come and to protect whatever. In this case, it's Sophie, not the One Ring. Yeah. But <laughs> but um, but yeah. How about let's start with uh, you guys want to start with the favorites or end with favorites? Okay. I think, the favorites. I think we're gonna end. With, yeah. We might have. We oh, might I'm sure we do. Favorite. Oh, we, I think so. <laughs> But okay, but let's start with Ever Reliable, right? Let's let's start with uh, OG. Who Sandor. First, uh, Sander, right? Sander. I, I love Sander. I, I love, so again, yeah. grumpy. He C- cannot always take Sophie's antics seriously. Tries to, fails, and right. is constantly being like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And yet, we'll follow Sophie wherever she goes. Not just to protect her, <laughs> but because he actually cares. And, and Sandor is technically from which, like, a goblin. he's a goblin. Now, see, as a goblin myself, <laughs> I identify uh, so, so, so much. Yeah, so cranky like, sometimes. No, exactly. That's 100%. Like, I feel like, I feel like of all the characters so far, Sandor is the one I can relate to the most. Just on every level. He's not the one I would actually compare you to, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Fair enough. But do, yeah, hold that thought. I'm going to hold that. That is part of what I am. Um, thoughts on Sandor or anything? Uh, like, I just love that he's still around. I really admire his dedication to his position and to Sophie. Right. right he's such a he's such an odd like exactly it's that and it's that it's that that dedication that sort of endears you, you yeah you, you too, and think. then also the grizzle he just... <laughs> yes i was about to say because i like we need to seg straight we into need to seg straight into grizzle okay let's so let's so let's he fits his goblin bodyguard who fits his goblin however however he's she is also <laughs> dating <laughs> at this point and, and and you almost don't like we know like we know who the top is. <laughs> I mean, is it she the one? Who's oh yeah. Oh yeah. Between she's, she's, them, right? Yeah, she's totally the one who's like pulling all of the strings and making everything happen. Oh, Me too. And she too. gets so mad if Sandra doesn't tell her something. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. which <laughs> as she should. Every Grizzle and Sandor scene is just love. Like I just like I could wa- I could read an entire mm-hmm. book on just the both of them. Me too. Like. like like Grizzle has like Lily Chen vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. The same the same energy like Lily Chen hitting on Jen Carstairs like day and night. Same energy. <laughs> Absolutely the same. Like she doesn't care. She does not care. In That's fact, true. she will lead with it and and not be ashamed. And I love her for it. So love her. Okay. So we have a few more bodyguards because okay. I know Sophie has a whole contingent of them. That's right. Who do we want to uh we have Tarina, who is her troll bodyguard. Okay. Who is a little bit, she's a bit more, for me, she was a little bit more standoffish than most of the others mm-hmm. for a while. And then eventually she sort of, I guess she kind of accepts being part of Sophie's bodyguard. She's, she seems to be the one who's the most curious about like all the new things she's exposed to. Because I guess they must be, the trolls must be kept mm-hmm. very separate yeah. from everyone else. Yeah. Um, and then she does play a big role, I want to say, in, is it flashback? It's flashback, I think, where she plays the big role with the whole like, I'm revealing a troll issue oh, yeah. to you. That's true, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and she's one of the better fighters. But I think we lost her as the bodyguard after that big troll is secret. Yeah. Revealed, yeah. Yeah. If I remember she, she, correctly. Because now she's going to have to like take yeah. care of stuff back home. But while she was around, I remember she was one of the ones who was like willing to teach yes. Sophie how to fight. 
because not all of them are very open to Sophie being the one defending herself. A lot of them would prefer they defend her. Yeah. <laughs> <their cops. laughs> uh, but Tarina was one of the ones who was like, I, I, she was willing to teach Sophie certain like mm-hmm. fighting moves, if right. I remember correctly, right. which I always appreciate. I mean, who doesn't want a fighter in their squad? Not sure there's much else to say about her, unless you guys have other things you want to No, mention. I didn't really have strong feelings about her. You might have strong feelings about our next one. <laughs> I want to talk about her gnomish bodyguard. Oh, I love her. I have such a soft spot for Floyd because she's the softest of the, like she's fierce mm-hmm. in her own way. Yeah. But she's also the softest of the five like different race guards yeah. that Sophie has. Yeah. I love that she's always mm-hmm. singing to Sophie. Oh boy. To comfort that, her. That breaks that that breaks me a little bit because I obviously it's music and singing. And, yeah. And of course her aunt. Ugh. I like how she figured it out. She was the one who figured put like the put the pieces of yeah. the songs together so that she could help Sophie fight off the echoes mm-hmm. that she's gotten. <laughs> um, I also love that in the I think it's in Legacy, she starts designing clothes for Sophie that are much better for her yes. to move around in yeah, and cool. wear, which I love. I was like, yeah. you do need a good wardrobe to, you know, be prepared for <laughs> anything. And like, I love that she goes out of her way to make the mm-hmm. wardrobe have pockets. <laughs> so we can put things in the different pockets and it's great. That is just how lovely that feminism is creeping into <laughs> right? everywhere. Isn't it great? <laughs> Perfect example. Because yes, pocket, love pockets. Pocket. Everyone, please. Uh, everyone deserves that. <laughs> right? It's just they so really necessary. are. Right. The novelty, the, the novelty of it, and it will never be lost on, uh, because my goodness, and, and I know this being raised by women, it's like, oh, cool pockets. Yes, very important. Okay, uh, the next bodyguard is Nubidi, so the Dwarven one, ah, yes. who I feel like up until flashback, we hadn't really gotten too much of an exposure to her. She was around, but she often seemed off page because she was always yeah. underground. And then in Legacy, all of a sudden, you get to see her actually have, like, her on-page mm-hmm. moment, which is really cool. Uh, unfortunate that it uh, involved a lot of <laughs> not-so-great yeah. scenarios. That was rather sad. I don't know. I, I In my mind, for some reason, I just think Nubiti is probably very cute. Because she's, like, this shy one who's always not really showing her face, but now she can't be that shy because of her new role at the end of Legacy. Which that is was so exciting. Wars. I was so glad. That was Me so too. Good. I was like, they couldn't have picked anyone better. Let's yeah. Be and at also now they have an ally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and a powerful one. Especially, yeah. I, I, that turned out pretty well, huh? Yeah, yeah, and because she's been exposed to the situation, so she knows exactly yeah. how bad it is. And, and she had to go against her own king to do what was right, and she did it. That was great. I know. That, I was, that was really was, epic. Yeah. I think, I think, and here's the thing. Again, super plot from a plot perspective. It's just super cool that she's like, okay, mm-hmm. that takes care of one problem. You know what I mean? Yes. And, that, and that And that helps a whole mess of others. So yeah, s- sad to see her go. Yeah. But long live the queen. Exactly. <laughs> and the last race Yay. we're going to talk about are the ogres. Oh, the and ogres. that means we get to talk about, well, I think Bo is <laughs> going to be like the fast one because he's basically just... He's, he's just yeah. he's, he's like a jock he's a jock that's yeah. what he comes he's... across to me he's like a jock but the only reason I felt like we had to say his name was because we have to mention him in the context Ro. of our favorite Ro, Ro she's the best bodyguard. 
she's I easily my so favorite much. character i think i think uh, we've all always loved her since she first the, became like, yeah keeps bodyguard like first appearance yeah basically. first appearance she was like she's already threatening to like, <laughs> like murder people um and, and that that was great her constant commentary while she's up in the elven world like you know being Keith's bodyguard is my favorite <laughs> it's thing. It's gold. Anything that yep. comes out of her mouth is just wonderful. Her relationship oh, with so Keith, good. though, let's talk Me about too. that. Oh because my gosh. It's so cute. That is the best, like, bro TP that yes. we've seen yeah, in a actually. long time. <laughs> like, I, like, even, they have, like, the one, on the one hand, they have, like, the playful thing where they both, like, we're gonna make this, these bets. And we're gonna just keep making bets because that's our thing. Yeah. And they like making fun of each other. Oh, boy, do they love making fun of each other. Which the is jibes, my favorite the It's just... Those two, like more than Sander and Grizzle, I would read an entire like, <laughs> yeah. buddy cop comedy. Me too, actually. These Keith, two. Keith I would read an entire like uh, like like uh, like a qu- like quadrilogy on these guys. Just mm-hmm. like four or five books, even like give me of the full re- reordered treatment of just the adventures <laughs> of Roe and Keith. Oh my gosh, that would be so. I would, I would pay good money for that. But you know what's also great? <laughs> you know what I think it's also great about Roe. Like at the end of the day, for all that she's like, she's got this sort of sharp wit and like sassy commentary and she's a very forceful personality she's also very attuned to people's feelings and i feel like she's like i I, i'm assuming it's probably because she's a little older but also the fact that she can so clearly see what everybody Mm -hmm. else is going through and is able to sort of she's sort of able to point you in that direction without actually saying it for you it's kind of great so, so Kristen, thoughts on how incredibly meta Ro actually is uh, for all of us. So, like, my one of my favorite Ro <laughs> moments is just the way that she's trying to coach Sophie when Sophie is having issues with Fitz. Like, <laughs> Sandor is uh... very responsible and like wants to be the one there to like do his job, but Ro is like also keeps emotional bodyguard yes that is the perfect way to put it oh my goodness emotional bodyguard i love that so much (laughs) you heard that first here i just think he's like it's perfect Uh, like she looks out for Keith so much like he doesn't have any you know older kind of figures in his life that he could really look up to or trust but she is like there for him and i also love that she calls him hunky hair because <laughs> of their pet <laughs> <laughs> i love that too i oh also love gosh. that she referred yeah to point as Me too. i think that's so accurate you know what it is the most accurate nickname for herself and and and, and, and here's the thing right um I, I i was raised by a lot of auntie <laughs> in my life so to recognize that kind of energy i'm like wait a minute i know what this is that's what made me me i was raised <laughs> by people like this <laughs> i really love i really love Ro, but kirsten makes such a good point keith really doesn't have any yeah that actually made you me know, older older figure that is really specifically there for him just him because like there are a lot of people mm-hmm. who care about him you know yeah like best friends that but say they're best friends there. but never really care about him. yeah that <laughs> we'll get to that in a second but what I meant was, like, even adult figures. A lot of them care about him, but it's but not they like they're his priority. Him. Yeah, they don't care for him. Ro much. is the only one who, mm-hmm. like, he is her number one priority. Okay. And I'm just, okay, now I'm really just... <laughs> Part of me will, like, cry in the corner. Well, thank you, Kristen, for that. That's we've, great. We've, 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 so we've, accurate. 
like I, how how you do not break down every time these two are in the same room well maybe because they're idiots but, but they're always making silly bets <laughs> but at the always... same time the subtext i don't know that i'm going to look at these yeah these every time now. they drag now you're just going to see it you're so welcome. thank you Kristen, for that uh i i, I, I know i've thanked you like several times but no you have no idea like, this is like i'm really it's perfect soft on, yeah like the relationship right? in great? a way and this, yeah, we should do this more oh, we, should, we should be on these things yeah it's fine if, if you have the time <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's basically yeah. like just this is like any other one of our phone conversations right <laughs> basically but isn't that great though uh, anyway know. anyway all right so that's that's the that's the honor guard uh-huh. not just of sophie but for you know for all I the mean, other can kids i just too. like take two seconds to shout out some this is not a category i think we had in our original list sure but i'm just gonna mention them because i love them and that oh yeah i wanted to mention the alicorns because you know <laughs> I love, I have always loved Sylvanie, and obviously Greyfell, but Sylvanie the most, because I feel like as a mm-hmm. person, Sylvanie is my person. All of the screaming in her head, yep. all of the, you know, the usual. Uh, I love the Alicorns not, I feel like it's funny because I always thought that their plot would end with the, you know, when mm-hmm. she gave birth to the babies. Yeah. But apparently not. We're still going on. I mean, Sylvanie's made like the cover like more than like, yeah, you know, <laughs> more than twice, like twice now, I think. So that's it is. I thought she it. was going to be more of like I a know, contained she... story, just in that one book. I think it was the second book. Yeah, like them the finding book, her. Right? But she, yeah. I love that she's stayed throughout the whole thing, and we get to see like her relationship and her children, and it's just so great. Oh, it's just so. I really great. love that she's very like she really cares about Sophie mm-hmm. like Sophie's one of her kids that's almost how it comes across it's very motherly where she's like are you okay are you yeah, okay like she tries, can I help she even you? like helps her sleep it's by giving her cute. good dreams yeah oh it was so cute yeah I'm also team like I, I also agree with Sylvie's mm-hmm. team but we'll get to that in a moment <laughs> <laughs> well Sylvanie I, I, I would well Sylvanie's technically squad too in that sense yeah right? that's I mean, why I wanted she's... to mention her like in between before we yeah get to yeah next, so yeah, she's definitely not an honorable mention somebody who's not part of the official roster but is yeah 100% team Sophie yeah so so speaking of team Sophie let's talk about her Sophie's like you know year mates etc <laughs> Who do we start with? I feel like we should start with Dex. Okay, no, no. Here's the thing: when when Lex and I were talking about this, Kristen, uh, a little, and she made mention of this to you. We were thinking, okay, <laughs> oh, let's talk about the yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. That's, yes. That's right. So, because just we can just move from Fine. hair to wait, hair. Wait, okay. I, so I, let's, I let's talk about statement, and I say we should start with talking about. Wait, wait. Let's let's Morel and Morel and Cena. They're they're the outermost circle. They're not necessarily paired up, per se, because they don't really interact, I think, because they're sort of on the... But they're both the opposite, like, ends of the fringe. So it's, uh, Morella being sort of... Uh, she was sort, sort of, of part of the group, but whatever, then she got estranged, right? whereas Tina was always... Was, yeah, like, always on the outside, a, right? So, sort of. so, so have these outsiders that were sort of on the outs with uh, Sophie and the others. It's a sort of... I kind of like the dynamic. Like, it's, so it's kind of crazy how Shannon Messenger was able to take somebody that we mm-hmm. absolutely did not like, Stina. <laughs> I like how very specific that was. I know, right? Well, I, I don't know anybody here. Well, raised like he thought Stina was awesome. I like it because it was. Is it isn't your typical? Right. Everyone was friends. Yeah. Right away. Exactly. And we all get along miraculously. No, it's like sometimes they were put in situations where they needed these people. Or yeah. Yeah. Or Stina's just a jerk, right? And then yeah. Morella's just sort of fizzled out a little bit. Yes. But to have them now, um, because it's a war, and because people have to grow up and put push mm-hmm. past that stuff. And they do bring something to the table mm-hmm. that the others cannot do. Exactly. Exactly. I um, actually appreciated Stina in this book a lot more than I thought I would. Because I didn't 
like at first I was like no Stina is like the smarter Cordelia Chase of, of mm-hmm. this I mean. uh, early days Cordelia Chase like you know like the like the like I don't know Kristen if you, can you think of any other pop culture references of like I'm the foil I'm the one that nobody really likes oh right gosh I feel like there are so many yeah so many right yeah, but but yeah, feel free to like rattle one off t- top of mind. But I feel like that's really what her, you know, her most needed thing is somebody to second guess the entire squad and go, yeah. yo, what about this? And what about I this feel angle? Like and nobody part really, of why she's so know. valuable is because she doesn't have that friendship connection. So she's able to see things without any kind of clouded view. Oh, yes, I agree. I think that's true because it's more objective than it would yeah. be if she was also part of their group of friends. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. And I do tolerate her a lot more because she did. She did, yeah. Times and she was Legacy. also helpful with the alicorn birth. <laughs> oh, yes, that's mm-hmm. right. Because she does care about the alicorns. Yeah, and she does and she does have some considerable skill. And that's the other thing, too. It's that she's not, a, like, she's not. Well, they both do. Exactly. And so so I think that was kind of cool um, yes. how they were able to bring all of that together. It kind of kills me. Oh, I know. pyrokinetic, though. Oh boy, yeah. How how hard is that, right? I mean, poor thing. And that's not what she wanted, because she didn't. She want yeah. an empath for her mom. Yeah. And then to get like something else that was so mm-hmm. fury and also feared. Exactly. It's like I want to help. It's like no, you're blowing stuff up. What? All right. But yes. I like that she's sort of starting to, you know, yeah, take hold of it and make it her own. Yeah. Which it, I feel like is something that's happening off the page mostly, but it's there I feel when like she comes out come and has her into. So I think that. her ability and like be a big part when it comes to the end agreed i think so too agreed when it comes to end game i think she's going to be essential to whatever plan they're catching up yeah i mean this is technically i mean i feel like this this is gearing up towards war basically of a sort and you're going to need every big guy yeah and she's one of their biggest at this point so far yeah so potential wise (laughs) all right i think we should oh there's one person we can't talk technically about in a pair because he's he was sure, on his yeah. own. My favorite so character. Let's talk about Tam. Oh, Tam. Who is? I was about. All to right, say. Kristen. You do. The Kristen other, can start. Kick this off. Tell, tell, tell people why you love Tam. Child, and he is so <laughs> protective of his twin sister. I love that dynamic. Oh I also yeah, love his antagonistic relationship with Keith. I love how Keith calls him Bangs Boy. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so threatened so threatened. tam this, is this the character I, I that says what everyone else is thinking he's there he's go. amazing he's so powerful he is, doesn't like it feels like he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he can do but even like knowing that he's already powerful so i feel like he's gonna be like probably what one of the biggest players like next to Sophie and probably Keith. I think he's going to be like right below them. Yeah. I think so too. Or if not equal to them, because his ability is pretty, he and Lynn, his twin sister, who we'll get Mm -hmm. to in a second, are pretty dang strong. Incredibly strong. I mean, I agree with you. One of the things that drew me to Tem is obviously the fact that he's protective of his twin sister. I love brother. brother and sister relationships. And that was probably one of my favorite Things. And he's not an idiot. That's the best part. Like he's not just like oh, yeah. I'm strong. No, I protect he's sister. actually you know one of I mean? the smartest in the squad. I think. Yeah. He's the most one of the most observant ones. So he's he kind of survivor picks up on mm-hmm. stuff that everyone else seems to like gloss over. Well, let's not forget that this is the dude who like got kicked out of his house and his school or whatever, 
and and ended up like fending for like yep. him and his sister. Like, Can in, I just in, say in, like, though, I wild. also I just have a soft spot for like shadow <laughs> users or shade Here users, and that's Tam's specific ability. So like this entire time, I'm like I'm just waiting for him to unleash more of it. So I liked seeing him get more and more powerful yeah. in the last two books since he's been training now, and I think. I think it might have been beneficial to him to be with than never seen so for too. the short period of time that he was. Well, short. Yeah. I say short as if it really were short. It wasn't. Um, but I feel like it was beneficial to him because he needed to learn some of the skills that mm-hmm. he could have only learned He's, under the, under duress. He also, like, he just does like what he needs to do. Like, he obviously didn't want to go with the never scene, but he was like, this is what I have to do. I'll cooperate while I'm there. But then literally like the second that he had the chance to go back where he wanted, he was on it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Oh, uh, for anyone who hasn't read Legacy, in the Barnes and Noble edition, there are some yeah. short scenes of Tam uh, during his time with the Never scene. So you get a little bit of a glimpse of what was going on with him. And I feel like I feel like Me I too. read that as an entire like novella. Like I just want to know like what everything. I want to know everything. But I also never like I was worried for Tam, but I also wasn't as worried as I would be if it had been anyone else because I oh, feel yeah. like he's one of the strongest. And he's so like you said, he's so stubborn and he's got his own mind. And like I not for a second did I doubt like he was already trying to find ways to like do the right thing, even mm-hmm. uh, even though he was stuck in this terrible, terrible place. Me too. I uh, it I was funny that. because for <laughs> the majority of the series, I always thought that Keith was my favorite, but it was like two books ago or three books ago that I finished reading and I was like, huh, Tam is actually my favorite. Who knew? Yeah. That's right. Good choice. Though. Love for the shade. That's 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 how that goes. Do you have anything you want to say about Tom? No, everything has been said. I think it's great. Right. Uh, zero complaints. Totally love the guy. It's just super funny to me. I'm just reminded <laughs> how incredibly threatened Keith is. And I honestly, maybe if I tried to like figure it out one day, I could. But right now, without trying, I just can't. Like, why is Keith so threatened? Because in terms of character, like in terms of character, especially in terms of what they bring to the group, I think. You know, in many ways, Tam's sense of humor is just as sharp and as teasing as Keith's is. So that's mm-hmm. one thing. It's like so. It's like I some kind of like alpha encroaching and territory. And then also, kind he of... is aware that Tam is an attractive person, objectively. Yeah. Oh, so he's the so, rogue. It, so, so he's... I'm like, of course he's a threat. Like right. if the girl you like mm-hmm. has another option, like what are you going to do, right? <laughs> oh, he's a rogue. Okay, I got it. I got right? it. Rogues encroaching on rogues. I've, I've thought okay. about this okay. clearly. Clearly, you have, and I'm so glad you did the book. <laughs> This marriage will last forever. Thank you. <laughs> All right. But oh, Lynn and Wiley. Lynn and Wiley. <laughs> All right. Clearly, clearly without even. Clear. I really like Lynn, actually, from the beginning, too. I, I like that it was sort of a journey, character journey for her that you don't also see on the page where she had to come to terms with like this mm-hmm. crazy powerful ability. Right. And like. At least she had the support of her brother, but then they both yeah. lost the support of their parents. Right. During that time, they had to make their own way. And, like, she was so scared of this power at first. But to see her sort of come into her own in it and, like, own it. Like, oh, my gosh, the the, the amount of change between when we first meet her and then mm-hmm. in Nightfall. Oh, yeah. I was like, girl, you, you've got this. I also just like that she's basically the foil to Tam. Because, you know, like, Tam is a little bit more, like, reserved 
at yeah, first. Reserved, he's reserved at first. Sharp he's edges. not always. He doesn't stay reserved, but he's he's kind of like exactly sharp edges. He's a little bit like standoffish mm-hmm. until he knows if he can trust someone. Which takes. <laughs> Whereas Viana is like, oh Viana, I keep now I'm mixing them all again. Whereas Lynn, <laughs> yeah, Lynn, Lynn is a little bit friendlier. Yes. She's still open despite the fact that, you know, people that, that are supposed to love her basically threw her out. Yep. You know what I mean? And I've always admired the fact that she's been mm-hmm. able to hold on to that no matter what she's gone through. I think that's one of the things I love best about her, actually. <laughs> there we go. I feel right. similarly. Tristan, I Lynn? do feel like I don't know her as well as the other characters, though, because she tends to be one of the ones that doesn't get as much page time. So I would like to see her more. Um, but I don't have uh, right. definitely nothing bad to say about her. I do like her. Yeah. Oh, I love that she owns a Mercat now. <laughs> Sorry. Side Isn't note. That a bet Side note. Yeah, such? she lost a bet with Tam and he had to get her a Mercat. <laughs> I want a Mercat. That's really the only reason I brought that up <laughs> because who wouldn't want a Mercat? It's a mermaid cat. Like, how could you go wrong? That is true. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think DJ would appreciate it. Right? <laughs> DJ would love it. Uh, but Wiley, we should talk about yeah. the person we paired up with her. Wiley. Wiley. You know, I think they get along because they've mm-hmm. had that similar experience where yeah, life kind of tragedy. threw tragic things into their, you know, path. And they both had to choose what they were going to do in response to it. And I think they Agreed. both pretty much chose the same route, actually. Where they're, they're hurt and they're hurting, but it doesn't right. stop them from being vulnerable and from being good people like deep down at the end of the day uh and they're both growing in their confidence and in their i guess ability to be on the front lines with everyone else and i love yeah i love their relationship even though it's always off the page and you only ever see it when they're Mm -hmm. like oh i can tell her that or i can tell him that you can tell like like, they seem like the kind of characters that would have like six hour phone conversations about their feelings Yeah, yes, like they, I think so too. It's good like that they, they have each other because I feel like they're both very in touch with their emotional sides. So they're able to handle each other well and like, you know, be that person that they can lean on. Oh, I think so too. Oh, that makes me soft on <laughs> That makes right. me soft on I mean, one of my favorite things is that Lynn mm-hmm. constantly goes to see Wiley. Like, she's always like, I'm going to go and visit him. And, like, everybody else just takes that as a cute yeah. thing. Meanwhile, in my mind, I'm like, oh, look at that. It's so cute. I think it's great. Do you have anything you want to say about Wiley? As far as Wiley is concerned, I just like that there's a, a gentleness to him that we found. True. In spite of the sort of hard edge. I mean, the first time we meet, we, we meet Wiley, he's obviously upset about, you know, his, his dad. And, and and rightfully so. Yeah. But but for him to have softened up and for him to be soft on Lynn, I think he's so is, is just like he just wants to make sure she's alright, especially with mm-hmm. uh, with Tam sort yeah. of now. Oh my uh, Every seen... time when he was like, I'll be the one to break it. Yeah, so he's I'm like, I'll like... talk to her, talk to her. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I see what you're doing there though, or I don't know, but I like it. I see I don't know. <laughs> I, like I don't know I don't know, I don't have proof as to why you're doing it, mm-hmm. but I have hopes as to why, but keep doing it. Please keep doing it. I we will watch. You know, like, I feel that creepers. that way exactly. That's about gotta the be Dex fair and Viana. Do let's <laughs> De- Dex and Viana. Yes. Okay. For okay. <laughs> I, okay. This one's mine because 
because I was sitting, so I'd like to think that I read about, I, I think I may have gone yes. ahead and read the entire series before you two did, right? Yeah, you definitely so, read more of the books. Than more of the books did. than yeah. So, so by the time, <laughs> by the time I saw the hands with the holding and then the disappearing sort of and working together, by the time I got there, I was the only one like looking around, like, is anybody else, does anyone see, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and it's just a lot of frantic, like, look, look what's happening. Just insert so Will good. Smith meme here with like my two arms, just like oh, I'm right there. The so I, I appreciate that so much. <laughs> okay, exactly, it's exactly that. <laughs> One hundred, just like frame to frame. That is exactly. It. So it's just oh my gosh, right? So I'm like yeah, I'm for it. definitely. I'm 100 percent for it for a while, long time. I didn't even think it was possible. I mean it. Right? I mean, I, I, it, it sort of like was hinted on as a possibility, but nothing really happened. No, I was still on Eddie. Maybe it was but, just like... But then remote. now that it's yeah. like, dude, Seth, what are you doing? Where are their hands? What? I mean, <laughs> I love, I really appreciate that Bianca has been given sort of a chance to show more of her abilities oh, in yeah. the, the later we get in the series too. Because I feel like at the beginning, she was often like, kind of shunted to the side because the other character we haven't talked mm-hmm. about I mean, yet is always the main focus of that family. At the time, Biana was just like, am I am I one of the popular kids? Am I going to yeah. be a decent person? And, she's, she's and also, I may have had a thing with Keith. You it know was what I mean? so like, weird. Yeah, she basically, had a, basically at the beginning, she was kind of like mm-hmm. the Vacker sister, you know, pretty popular, smart, had to manifest her ability whenever that was. And yeah. she had a crush on Keith. And she was kind of mean to Sophie. Yeah, I mean, so it, that's basically all you get from her at the beginning. But then, as the series goes on, it's been nice because once she developed her uh, like ability, that was the first step yeah. to yeah. her. Like, when she got scarred in battle. Herself. Oh my gosh! Do you guys as remember that? Own, oh my gosh! Like as a fighter on in her own right and willing to do what it takes or whatever she needs to to protect everyone she loves. And I lo- I really like that, even though we don't see it quite as much. It luckily in Legacy we see it more, but like I feel Legacy and Nightfall, I want to say, but. Other than that, like mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like we, I feel don't like see she's her really anymore, come into her which own. Which sad. Like, um, I think it was even in Legacy she wasn't like hiding her scars. Like I think it just shows that she's gotten more confident in herself. No. Yes, yes. Which I love. Ugh. I love that so much. Like I admire that so much. Ah, oh, and Dex. I like watching Dex. Yeah. Like, even though we all knew Dex was very talented from the beginning. Me too. I really like watching his talent grow. Like, the more, like, he comes up with these new I know. gadgets. I'm he just like, like, how are you And also, he this? doesn't. Oh, right. You're a technopath. Maybe he does now, but in the beginning, he, like, really severely undervalued himself. And it's, like, largely because of the way that Elven society has treated him, which is so stupid. But mm-hmm. when he, like... He was like I know, so I upset so that he was a technopath and he didn't want to tell anyone because he was hoping another ability would manifest. But meanwhile, like he's been so helpful and like he's been able to do so much that nobody else could even dream up. Like he's just so intelligent and oh, I love him. Yeah, and his contributions are so like they're such practical they're revolution. contributions. They're, they're, revolutionary. they're revolutionary. Like nobody like, like yeah. this one said nobody has ever done this before exactly uh for this time and nobody else can be spared mm-hmm. to try anyway and so they gave it to him and he did it yes and it, all of his gadgets i they're also fun to me just like they're smart and they're like like they're just smart in the sense like on the nerdy side where it's like oh putting it together must have been mm-hmm. a process that was interesting to anyone who's interested in that part. yeah but they're also just useful Love and he the makes them for everyone like 
he's good at it. The fact that the council also asked him to make something for them, yeah, I'm like, he doesn't like that. Just without any inkling of how to do something, someone can just be like, "I need this to exist," and he's like, "Okay, I'll figure it out." Yes, exactly. I also like that he he. No matter what happens, he's very very much the same decks that we know like he's gaining in confidence for himself but when he's around the others he tends to still be you know mm-hmm. kind of snarky very smart <laughs> very loyal to everyone he cares about and it just makes me happy me whenever too. he has a moment with Diana, like in the background <laughs> like i can still all of the moments in legacy like i just was like how how is this happening <laughs> like someone tell me mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like apparently these two got close I am living for it. Like, Agreed. Regardless, like it's just amazing. Uh, can you believe we've been talking for almost an hour? About the, <laughs> the biggest one. Still haven't gotten to the last three. Who are arguably, arguably the ones we need to talk about most. Can we start with a least favorite and work <laughs> up to favorite? <laughs> that that was always the plan, and just and and we're on brand mm-hmm. because uh, these things always do take an hour and a half at least. Yes. And major and the hour is just answers, so we're actually okay. Like yes. there's, it's gonna be downhill from here. <laughs> I like how you're delaying us and discussing the one I don't want to discuss. Okay. <laughs> so, to... All right, the... Fitz, it's time uh, to talk about okay. Fitzbacker. Here's the thing about Fitzbacker. I was fine with him up until a certain point in the series, and lately he has just been getting on my nerves because of the way he's acting as a person. Like it's not even because he's young. I think mm-hmm. like that's probably co- like a contributing factor, but I do think like his yeah. personality has just got has just gotten very grating. There are things about him that haven't changed since the first couple of books, and it's frustrating to be seeing how everybody else has changed. And he yeah, he's very stagnant in, in his beliefs. Spot. Like he's not evolving yeah. along with the rest of the people who are in charge of Elven society. Like the strides that they've made in some of their beliefs have been really huge, yeah. and Fitz is still like. Well, you're going to find out who your parents are, though, right? Oh, my gosh. I can't. Like, mm. even outside of the context of his relationship with Sophie, which we'll get to in a second. (laughs) Eventually. It's in a completely different segment. We'll get to that later. But (laughs) I I just, I find it so frustrating, Dave, because he, for all that he's the golden kid, Basically, he's the golden boy, supposedly, of the mm. series. And sure, he's got his... They're you know, cognate to Alexa. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I don't particularly care for it. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, he's the golden boy. But you know what I really find frustrating? He doesn't always... I Actually, I'm trying to think if he has demonstrated. Apart from Sophie. And apart from, I guess, his family. But even then, like, I question the level of loyalty he has to them. Because I don't feel like he demonstrates, like, he demonstrates. Well, here's the thing, right? Like, as, as much as the others. Like, I'm sure it's there. He's very chaotic good right yeah. now. Yeah. Where it just so happens I feel like he's he, more he, loyal he, he, to he, Sophie, he personally, Correct. than uh, the uh, movement. I think that's what it is, too. Ooh, ooh, I, yes. I, I'll do you a yeah. better it's his idea of Sophie. <laughs> oh, even better. That's it. And that's frustrating because everyone else mm-hmm. is trying to make things better in a general sense, I think. Yeah. Because everyone has some other, you know, investment in this big fight. Whereas like with Fitz, I'm like, which is probably why he's getting more frustrating to all of us. Because I'm like, why are you just, why? Why are you hyper Because yeah. right now he's just hyper-focused he's on He's very Adler, self-involved. Um, yeah. And, and that whole little revenge thing. And it's all about, 
there you go. That's the thing. And so, That's so, actually the best word so for it. him to say that he's loyal to Sophie or his idea of her, all leads to he's just loyal to himself. Like he's very self-centered right now, which makes sense. Everybody's young at one point in time, and yeah. it's kind of like that. It's all about what's the most important to me. And you think but he has. Should, he has you know, aged. I do that. think Wait, something so that's funny already. about him that's like a parallel to real life is that those golden boys okay. usually peak early and then it's kind of downhill and it's the same thing that's happening for him <laughs> in the book. I think so too. I, I, I'm curious to see, although this is also something we'll tackle later, I, I have a theory about Fitz's character journey, but we're going to have to see how that goes eventually. But yeah, no. suffice to say, summary, do not particularly care about Fitz Becker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could, could you use some like, time he was, away He was mostly fine until he got <laughs> really bad in this last book. Yeah, uh, well, I found him a little bit grating in flashback. Too, yeah, but this, this was particular the, the one that was clear. Like, like, why are you okay. like this? No. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's funny because it, I, I don't know if she's just deliberately trying to show you like the flip side of what it means to have this, you know, person that you had an idea of in your head and he was great in your head to like see what it's really like or what it really could be like. I don't I'm know. Sure maybe it, it was a deliberate thing. Exactly. Guess we're going to find out. Uh, how, are, how is she going <laughs> to Well, eight point, we'll see what 8.5 is, right? is going to do. <laughs> I, well, I just expect more of the other character, not him. We'll, we'll get. Well, well, to be fair, I guess we're supposed to talk about our favorite okay. next and leave the main character for last. We, we should. We should. We owe it to so. We owe it to Sophie. And Tony uh, so we get to talk about my character. Talk, <laughs> during the let's series. let's talk about Lord Hunky Hair. Keith uh, Sankin. My favorite. Uh, clearly, this <laughs> yeah. ship leans this away. <laughs> <laughs> Very biased. So we apologize. So, so I mean, we're not even apologizing. Like, actually, I'm not apologizing. I, 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 I do feel sorry for the folks who don't agree. Um, because you've been like, if you got this far and you didn't turn the podcast off, you probably didn't enjoy the last yeah. like, twenty minutes. But um, but we do stand by it though. Like there, like clearly, like you can you can say that there's a redeeming quality that fits, and that's fine. Hopefully everyone sees it. I feel like every oh, yeah. person, almost every person, has a redeeming quality. Yeah, you know, you know? So I mean, Fitz, Fitz, Fitz isn't, like, evil, right? But at the same time, if we're talking purely, who would make the better, like, who would be better for Sophie? I have made this argument multiple times <laughs> with multiple books in the series, too, Mackie. Every single time. Every single happens. time something I happens. feel like I'm always like, and this is why <laughs> Keith is the better match for Sophie. And I find that it, it's yeah. become a sort of routine, especially with the later books. Because in the earlier books, Keith, Keith's personality is very much the rogue, where it's like he has this sort of teasing, jovial sense of humor where he doesn't take things too seriously. I mean, he, he planted a stink bomb, Lord knows where. Yeah. yeah. We still haven't even found out about the great ghoul. Nobody knows what that is. We will, well, I hope 8.5 reveals it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it, the, the sort of personality you see for him in the earlier books is, is quite different. And then you realize eventually, just like Sophie mm -hmm. does, that, you know, a lot of this humor is like a smokescreen yeah. for who he really is. For pain. Where he's like, he is actually vulnerable. He's actually been through his own version of a rough time, but he just doesn't want to put that burden on anyone else. And the mm -hmm. easiest way to do that is to, you know, make it seem like he's fine. Everything's fine. And that he has a sense of humor about the terrible upbringing he's had. I just... I obviously am a sucker for that, which is probably part of the reason why I love Keith so much. Yeah. But I also just like how he is with everyone else. Also, Thank you. Thank not just you. with Sophie, like even though I'm obviously a huge advocate for how he interacts with Sophie and how much he cares about her. I also think he has demonstrated that same 
level of care for other people. Like I, one of my favorite, you know, friendships has, <laughs> is not the one with Fitz, which I have thoughts yeah. about that. But I actually love that uh-huh. he and Dex are friends now. That's actually a friendship where I was like, they, I knew it could happen, but like Dex was still kind of, you know, in uh, I have a crush on Sophie mm-hmm. phase. And obviously he was jealous because Keith also had a crush on Sophie. But like, I love that they're friends now. And I like like his sort of relationship with Tam where they're frenemies, sort of. Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. even really enemies. It's more just like antagonistic friendship because <laughs> they like to like, you know, poke fun at each other. I, I like that he cares about the others like he he will genuinely ask after them and care about them and that's always been something that i admired about keith too like i think and it's a stark contrast with fitz that it's just oh it's so oh, stark yeah. the difference between how he cares about fitz and how fitz cares about fitz, him fitz and oh, that bothers fitz me definitely he doesn't see keith as his own like valuable Ooh. <laughs> oh, I didn't think I would. I would like him any less. I really hate that. <laughs> I really, I really my, hate that. Until Kristen, until you mentioned it, in my head, I at least thought that Keith uh, was so. an, uh, an equal to Fitz in in Fitz's mind. I at least thought that there was some. You know what? You're right, and that makes me like. It, uh, first of all, it's it's a travesty that Keith Keith is always like spoken of in his relationship to uh, Sophie and in uh, and to Fitz the most because they're the most important characters. In, in the story, but but for Keith to mm. like, can we talk <laughs> about the drawing? Have we talked about the drawing? <laughs> oh gosh, how I... how te- like how anime like anti protagonist is this guy? That he mm-hmm. just is just the cinema the secret cinnamon roll love interest of them all. I I just I I, that I'm so, so soft on the fact that if yeah he knows that's what they want. He's gonna support both of them in it. Like I I I admire that so no. greatly because if it were the other way around no. we all I mean, know that that is not he's not even like <laughs> just being supportive like, he no like outright encourages like when Sophie comes to him and is like oh you should make sure that you talk to Fitz or yes. like you should invite Fitz to do this like things that hurt him yeah yes I that's exactly what I was thinking and then he always asks after Fitz like mm-hmm. how's how's he doing? Like, how's he doing? And I feel like Fitz never does the same, which frustrates me to no end. And I guess maybe it's because Fitz still feels like his trust was betrayed or whatever it was. But, you know, <laughs> I don't care much for Fitz Backer. And I do love Keith Sengen, so <laughs> I think we can leave it at that. And I guess we should talk about Sophie. She is the Moonlark. She's our girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. So let's let's bring this home. She is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> she is kind of a special snowflake, to be fair to Sophie. I like that we do... I like that we do get sort of a full range of her emotional highs and lows. Like we have seen her through some really great moments, some really heartwarming moments. And we have also seen her mm-hmm. not have not so great moments, sometimes self-inflicted. Sometimes self-inflicted. And I, I, I think it's just nice because it makes her feel, even though she is the special snowflake, it also kind of con- it sort of makes her feel like a real person yeah. still, even though she's special amongst her kind. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, she, it, like I think it's her emotional experiences that make her seem a little yeah, and less you just like feel so much for like her with the different things she's gone through between like losing her human family, who she thought was her family her whole life, and then you know, like when Grady and Adeline almost didn't adopt oh my her, gosh, yes. and she had to go through that. 
and then like the turmoil of finding out who her actual mom is and she just like she's gone through so much and like despite everything she still keeps a level head about like what she needs to do yes I actually really like that because they don't make it it doesn't seem like an easy journey for her like Shannon Messenger has never once made it you know like in some books and, and this is not necessarily a bad thing, but like in some books, they make it seem so easy for the lead, the heroine or the hero. Like mm-hmm. they make there's it's so easy for them to make these decisions or to make these calls and like to deal with all of these responsibilities that are suddenly getting thrown at them. I like that Sophie doesn't always have an easy time and that she's constantly struggling because she wants to do the right thing. Yeah. But she also doesn't know what the right thing is. And also she has concerns of her own. And I think that's part of what makes her character journey so she is. interesting. She takes, like she like truly believes that everyone. everything is her yeah. responsibility. Yes. She's one of those people. Well, and, and it sucks too, because she, she could have been one of those, like, it's not on me. And that's not her character journey. Her no. character journey is, you know, I am going she to find it. some yes. way to make it happen, even if I don't know how. And that's... That's what makes her a good hero, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's mm-hmm. she's she's got that again, shoujo anime protagonist, mm-hmm. very, <laughs> very. I will figure out a way, and I will make sure everyone is fine. <laughs> and, but at the same yeah. time, can't I just like have nice things? I mean, in this book, we <laughs> see her briefly like attempt to be so selfish, and it's very quickly shelved to where she's like, "If I'm selfish, other people are going to get hurt." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I thought and that that's that's a good call out. I thought that was well, like it may not have been necessarily as satisfying because it felt like a brief kind of oh okay, but then okay, I guess not. But then it makes sense mm-hmm. because that's just it's just Sophie making the same choices over and over again. Um, of you know what I, I'm going to put other people ahead of, of myself and see where we go from there. Yeah. And also hope for nice things, even if I can't have them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you would stop being oblivious, you might be able to. Have yeah. Some. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, yes, you are reading from the book of Auntie Roe. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, okay, gosh, yeah. I love so that's pretty... but that sets perfectly into the next thing. That that's is right. Happen, so now that we now that we cracked that cast, boy, was it a pretty good one. Um, super, super, super quick. This this one is sort of like a quick game, Kristen. I know you have a lot of thoughts, but this is technically the Otaku Obsessions segment. Otaku Obsessions. The Otaku Obsession segment is, is a segment in which we muse over sort of like you know, elements of otaku culture because Alexa and I are just complete otaku garbage these days. Like, it's not even funny, Kristen, how like, oh, bad okay. like, we have been like fangirling over like anime. Yeah. Specific kind. Of, there you go. I mean, it's, it's a lifestyle. I'm sure you can relate and appreciate. But it's, <laughs> but it's especially virulent in this particular time. Yes. Uh, so, so every, so as you can see by all of my comments of this is a shoulder protagonist and that's a thing yes. and it's a slice of life, you know, you I know feel what like I mean? you and I might have the same opinion. Right. So, so I, I feel like this would make a great, to me, to anime. Me I too. But whose art style would you But whose for? art style would I go for? I would, I have an answer for this. <laughs> you know what? Um, because Black Lover is being done as Stu Pierrot, I think, uh, Pierrot or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, uh, it's, I, I would, I would, I would choose them or Madhouse basically, because just, it has so? to be shiny, glossy and pretty. Um, uh, because it, it's just th- th- this world is just too rich to not be. Plus, that's you know. fair. That's fair. I can see that. Yeah. I actually also think it would be a fun anime to watch, but I want the oh. people who do Snow White with the red hair to do it. Oh hey! Because I feel like it would just be very pretty if they did it, because they have such a good 
grasp of like visuals and I like their aesthetic. So that I think correct. they could really pull off okay. this whole like magical elven vibe <laughs> that we're it's, getting. It's not for the red hair is lush. Yes, that's why I think it would be mm. very nice to see it. But I know Kristen um, has I think that's I would actually correct. like to see this as a live so, so action refreshing. adaptation. Whether it be like a series of movies oh. or oh, I think yeah. it would probably work better in like a TV format because the books are so long and you like really need time with characters. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I agree. Oh my gosh. I think it could be really fun actually. Yeah. I, okay. So when, so when you were thinking live action, like first thoughts that came to mind, like who would be, who could play who, who's get, who, who could direct. The only, write, I'm so bad with all of that stuff. I know nothing about anything that's not like books. But <laughs> um, <laughs> the only actor that came to my mind when I can't even remember his name because I don't know any names, but for Wiley, the actor who plays uh, Wally West on Flash and Bram and um, <gasps> that was the only one that like hit oh me. But gosh, otherwise, I never so right. have yes. any clue. I'm like, whoever yeah, they cast yeah, yeah. is great. <laughs> I oh. I'm 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 terrible with names too, but I, I do but I do love but Keenan I do love Lonsdale. there you go yeah. I do love Wally from from he's from a little old oh my gosh too. he would be Wally you're oh. actually yes yes 100%. yeah oh my yeah. god I'm ready oh that is so cute okay no totally agree that'd be great no that would actually true. be really fun to see him do I think he could do a good Wally actually yeah for sure <laughs> ooh for sure. that's such a good oh you know what now now Alex and I are gonna be thinking about live action things yeah now so. we're gonna be like who should be you're, you're injecting so much new like uh stuff things to think into, about. into the thing into the things that we think about so it's super super fun all right yeah. so moving right along as if we have not been playing We've kind of this game this all night uh this is Ship, wreck, or ahoy. Okay, here's the thing, though. How many ships are we getting into? Because there's quite a few. That okay, just your top three. and Just your top three. Can I do... Well, I I have three that sailed. Well, no, that's not true. Two that sailed, one that's not sailing yet, but could, and one that's wrecked. Well, here's the thing, right? So, so again, uh, for the... <laughs> Who know? Uh, well, this is the only reason we wanted to podcast anyway, so that True. we could play this game. <laughs> One of the biggest reasons. One of the biggest reasons. So, so now we talk about which of our ships have sailed, and which of our ships are are, are wrecked. And yeah, so... I don't think we really have to go into detail about some of the others. Sure, we yeah. Kind of talked about because we can Yeah, we, we mentioned in passing. Sort of like. So, I mean, obviously. So, so let's gonna... do. So let's do a body yes. count. Like tally sailing. So that's right. Wiley and Lynn. Yes. yes, that's a sale. <laughs> that's a sale. Um, it's like a private yacht. It's sale. like a robot sale where it's like very chill, you know. It is. A, it, it is a <laughs> maybe. It's... That's there that's go. there you Thank go. You. That's what it Thank is. Private yacht, cruising, you know. And then you have the Dex and Diana ship. Ooh, that is a that is full steam. That is full steam. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those. That like, is like Titanic like headed a, for an ice yeah. one. Like... <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> yeah. This one can't wreck. I don't want it to wreck. It's not wrecking, but that is the speed. Yes, that's true. And then, do we talk about? Yeah. Okay. So the last two that I'm thinking. Of. No, let's talk about the fun wrecks. Can we talk about the wrecks? Let's talk about the wrecks. Yeah. Sophie, Sophie and Fitz, Fitz are over. Okay. Thank you all for playing. <laughs> so, um, so prior to reading Legacy, I, I the only thing I knew was that Mac was super smart about this book, and I couldn't like oh, I had an idea of like, why. The, the amount of pettiness, Kristen, that was coursing through my every vein is is like <laughs> is, is akin to the amount of force lightning that goes through Palpatine. 
at any given time that he's using force lightning. Yes, yes, I... let the spike flow through you. So, you know, when, when they decided to start, you know, dating and being boyfriend and girlfriend, I was mm-hmm. like, well, we kind of knew it was headed there. I'll accept it for what it is. You know, whatever. But the thing about Legacy that no. is so satisfying to me is that we just saw how they're they're just not right for each other. I don't know if that'll ever change because elves have very long lives. Who knows? Right? I mean, it could. Years and right? years. Exactly. The only, oh, first of all, the only reason we don't like him yeah. is the way he is now. He changes. Yeah. Sorry, Fitz. I was like, excuse you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, okay, let putting aside the fact that maybe 80, 100 years from now, he might be a different person. They might be good together. Sure. At this particular moment in time, he really is not no. good like, for Sophie. I wanted and to Sophie just shake her and be like, Sophie, if you don't place. want to see the person you're dating, you probably shouldn't be dating them. <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> Once again, Kristen reads from the book of Auntie Roe. Just quoted. Can I just say, all, of, those, all of the commentary that Roe makes about this relationship, mm-hmm. like about Fitz and Sophie, and like trying to coax Sophie to realize this, it's so it's so golden but like it's true like if you don't want to see the person if you can't even communicate yeah. regularly like or don't even want to or think about that I he's don't know like constantly like an afterthought to her, to her she actively avoids him be because she knows that she's going to be uncomfortable with the way that he reacts to certain things it's like right and yeah she's afraid to tell him about the whole unmatchable thing too mm-hmm. i know it's a big deal but like the fact that she told other people before him. This this was the other shoe that I was waiting to drop so hard. And so so right after I read this, Kristen, I kid you not, I was like, like tackling. I'm like, and not even in a high pitch. This is more like a general yeah. kind of kind of just because I'm like, my day has come. I just I like ugh, there's such a stark contrast. But yeah, I I am. I hope that, that right people now, who the ship, the were on board for That's Sophie right. and Fitz itself. read this book coming away from it, like fully grasping why this is just never going to happen and they need to move on. <laughs> Correct. I hope so too. That is my deepest, fondest hope. And I also hope that they finally realize that somebody yeah. else would make a much better, like, much better eventual romantic interest for Sophie. Because to be truth be told, no, I don't think she should be in busy, any yeah. sort of romantic entanglement at this particular junction in time. There's a lot. However, going on. I would be very upset and, like, if she's we also only got a Harry Potter style epilogue. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh no no no! We can't have that. We have to get more than okay, that. For, okay. First of all, first of all, you're right. One hunt. Thank you for calling that out. Like right now, I hope she doesn't go that route because a I would be so that bad. kind of work for Harry Potter because we understood what that where that was going. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for this, this is elves. They live for like ever. We have to know what happens. Like they can't just flash back to like yeah. man, sixteen years from now. No, like it's two hundred. Like what's happening? There's no way that anything is gonna happen. I... You know? I'm just like, okay, so now we're obviously going to talk about the ship we want to sail that I think has actually been steadily chugging away in the background, you know, like when they had to get off the... Yeah. Okay, we should have compared Fitz and Sophie to the Titanic. You know how there's lifeboats? (laughs) Fitz was uh, like, Fitz Fitz just jumped off the big boat. Yeah. But Sophie gets picked up by a tugboat that's being operated by (laughs) Keith. I am just saying because uh, I yes. the thing I love and I the reason why one of the reasons why I think Keith is a good match for Sophie is that he's always willing to like let her talk things through with him mm-hmm. and he'll be supportive of her no matter what she ends up deciding in the end like 
he he lets her like get out the feelings first and then like i don't think that he always necessarily agrees with her but he's yeah. just like you know at the end of the day it's your choice like you and make he has decision. the advantage of being an like, empath I, so he always oh, kind of knows it. what to say <laughs> to make her feel better and like knows when to tread lightly yes Yes, and he generally can make her feel better. I like that he can do it. He also knows instinctively if it's more like he just yeah. needs to actually be comforting and be that sort of presence, or if he should just make her laugh. Right. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I oh, just, he, he just sorry. Side so note that just like, popped at the end into the day, my mind. That's, really what it is. that's totally unrelated to their ship, but yes, when Keith gets the elf fudge cookies, <laughs> that was so good. Go for it. Yeah. Oh, I love. Mm-hmm. Can, can so we just cute. talk about how Sophie remembered? True, true. That is. Went out of the way to get them. But that is related to their ship, guys. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, for all that she pushes Fitz away from her yeah. like, general thinking process, for some reason, Fitz, like Keith is always there. Like she she's, he's always like she does. Some I mean, part he's the first person that she to goes to whenever like anything happens, remembers. and whenever there's like news related to his mom, she like wants to be the one to be there for him to show him that he has people that care about him. Yeah. <laughs> so I should be so scared. I just can't even. So hard. <laughs> I can't even. Like I, it just, it just, yeah. All, all, all the S. Yeah, I mean, if I were going to pull a Sylvan it would just be like, keep, 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 in all caps. That's true. By the way, I did marry an Alicorn. That is a, that is a real thing. Yes. That is, that is 100% a real thing. <laughs> all righty. So yeah. that's that. Any other parting thoughts? Uh, I think that's a, that's a. We'll leave it on a high note. We'll leave it on a high note. All right. Now. S, S, what is it? What is it? Keepy. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, next, real quick, uh, and only uh, because you know uh, this is a leftover game from the previous thing. Sure. Alexa has a couple, but this is a game called Such a Soundtrack. Such a soundtrack. Oh, oh yes, I do have one actually that I was thinking about. <laughs> All right, uh, and Such a Soundtrack is where we obviously think, okay, is there any music that this has evoked? It can be any genre because you know music mm-hmm. is music, and it does speak so. It can be anything from, oh my gosh, like, I think this would be awesomely mm-hmm. scored by, like, um, you know, the Lord of the Rings guys. Sure. You know, like, it, it can be as simple as that, too. I totally have the song, and it's, like, totally, like, my song for this, too. So, Lex, you want to go first? Uh, I actually thought of a song that was very Sophie-centered. It's an old Taylor Swift song. It's called A Place in This World. Oh. And it, I, it's just basically the song is all about trying to find your place yeah. in the world and I think like that's still what Sophie is struggling with up until this current book I will say that another song that I do like for the series is the song Scars by James Bay just uh... because of the line where it's like I, we lived through scars this hmm. time but I've made up my mind we can't leave us <laughs> behind anymore there you go I'm just gonna leave it at that I'm good All right, that's um, so as I filled Kristen you guys thoughts, in earlier I'm probably kind of no help in this department uh... because I pretty much just listen to show tunes and indie rock um but then <laughs> you mentioned composers i was like i've got to hire That's john fair. williams for my live action adaptation there <laughs> you go oh my gosh, music so i feel go. like the series deserves that no for sure oh my gosh i'm like seeing the like i'm seeing like this yeah. the, the original soundtrack right now it'll be like 
uh, you know, like Moonlark, or it'll be Ooh, like, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh, and that it'll, would be so You know, cool. and it'll be assault on the whatever tower, or, you know, kind of <laughs> Oh, thing. I love this. I want one that says like little elven cookie bites. I want, I, <laughs> I, I, want, I want an Alicorn song. There's gotta be, there's gonna be. There has to be an Alicorn song. The Pinocchio's oh, Tree Lullaby. Yeah. Oh my gosh, oh my god. And the, we have to have, um. The Pinocchio's Tree yeah. Lullaby, oh my gosh. We have to gosh. have uh, the song Sophie, that comforts Sophie. That song has yeah, to be yeah, yeah, yeah. Although that's... you know who else would be would be good to sort of oh my god, this would be a, like a like an awesome collaboration if John Williams could like collaborate with like oh uh, you know Nobuo Uematsu, uh from the Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy series yeah. or any or any one of the Final Fantasy game folks. Oh, who, I could see that. That would be really that'd cool be a too. fun collaboration. I think. Ooh, but um, that would be so great. Oh. But, yeah, <laughs> Man, I'm already composing the sound like like the sound. What do you call it? The, the track motif, list. Yeah, in it, my head. In, in my head, though, it's, it's like I said, mm-hmm. anime. So straight up anime openings. Anime openings these days oh, are like, straight up fun. Yeah. For the most part. Like, <laughs> that's true. It's so rare that you'll find an anime opening that was like, what was that? You know? <laughs> so rare. No, it's because culturally speaking, they get like really like famous. Like imagine like if they, they did that. They get all the J-pop. Yeah, people J-pop, J-rock. Like, folks, yeah. imagine here if here in the states you've got people like Lady Gaga or <laughs> like you know like U2 or you know whatever. It's like, hey, could you do the opening song mm-hmm. for? Whatever, of course, like there no, you can afford that. But I think in Japan the culture is a little bit different. They're like, sure, that'd be, we'd love to contribute to that. Kind I of feel culture. like that would be really fun. So, so I would love that. I would, I would love like yeah. just the straight up uh, J rock, you know, J pop um, treatment. Mm, of, I could say that. You know, of every, like openings mm-hmm. and closings, like maybe two or three per book. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Like as the arcs change, so fun. Alrighty, okay, so. Um, Next, next, quick. We have a few, uh, few lightning round questions before we drop the hammer on this thing. Uh, almost done. Almost done. I've got the one thing. That one thing. I think we've mentioned so many one things. At oh, this but point... I still, I still have one. Okay, there you go. At this point in time, is there just one thing? That... Oh yeah, we do. What's the yeah. one thing about this book that stands out to you the most? It's like, oh my gosh, this moment or this thing. And then somebody else can go first. This time. <laughs> you and I probably have the same so one. Not so not a moment, so. but just in overall, uh, like, I love or... friendship and the evolution of friendship in the series. Thank you. Awesome. Keep that, going. Is, that is definitely one of the best things about the series. Like anything in particular that you want to sort of like expound on? I know that like, is true. like Alexa the, and I talked about this, but especially in the book where, um, you know, Dex has had feelings for Sophie for a while and then Sophie has to kind of like prove to him that they're not really meant to be. So they have that like awkward kiss. But then afterward, like it's a little bit awkward for a while, but they like get past it and they maintain their friendship. And like, that's such an important thing to show people that like you can be friends with somebody of the opposite sex without there needing to be anything else, you know? Agreed. Yeah, I love that. Agreed. That's no. actually one of my favorite ones in the entire series. No, and, and, and one of the perfect examples of how friendships are real and handled and pretty well. Like it's a it's 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 like the opposite of a mm-hmm. cautionary tale where if you do it yeah. right and you navigate it properly, you can have nice things. Mm-hmm. You know? And and I think that's great. I love that moment too. And I mean like mm-hmm. I think the other thing about the series is that their their friendships are never perfect either. I feel like there's all uh, there have been quite a few like mishaps and mistakes and miscommunications but they've all somehow managed to either make their peace or that are come out stronger because yeah. of it and they and also have like there are some people that don't get to spend as too. much time yeah. with Sophie because there's just so much going on but there's no like animosity about it like they understand and they're still 
friends like when it comes down to it which is nice oh I do love that yeah that's also a good thing (laughs) I love all those things all right. Well, so our... do we have the same thing? Oh, we yeah. 100% have thing. the same thing. Okay. Is it very? Is it specific to legacy? Yeah. Is it chapter nine? Yeah. Okay. So I I said this online already, but chapter nine in legacy is one of my favorite chapters in the entire series because of what happens in it. So basically, the new I don't even remember what they named their team because all I can think of is Dex making that silly name for it, <laughs> uh, like the wolf pack or whatever. I don't that even was. remember what it was at this point, but. I just love that they were with the counselors. Yep. And the counselors basically take them into space. Yeah, as an initiation, right? For yeah. all sorts of And they have folks. to leap um, touching mm-hmm. the the three different, what do you call it, sources. But yeah, they have, they have to make a leap using three different light sources. Yeah. So light from the stars, light from the sun, light from the it's moon. It's so good. And and for me, the, the reason why that one thing sort of like gripped me was because what amazing lore. That's what I was going to say. Because this isn't just, because block. it's, because the way, she, for me, I'm such a huge like lore nerd, how Shannon Messenger was able to tie together it, a really critical plot and culture point, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning this is what the, for all of the like stuff the counselors mm-hmm. are great at, their motive and their goal is we want to remind ourselves that the world is larger than us. And we got to do something nice, you know, about it. You know what I mean? And because we have the power to. And, and they, they stand yeah. up there to be, to be reminded that they're small. And I think that's just so oh, refreshing. It's such a statement, too. Like, how many, like, I can't even think of any, like, you know, uh, leaders in, in fiction right now that ground, that make it a point to ground themselves and then recruits on, on humility. And I think that's great. Like, whether they pull it off is a different story because that's just, you know, like, people. But that they're, you know, she's maybe the, you yeah, know, it's great. Like it's, it's such an amazing thing. So I love that. I love the, the venue. Like, me too. Why not space? Yeah. The, the actual, like, I love that it is a big part of their lore. But actually, visually, in my head, anyway, I was like, this is probably one of the scenes that I liked imagining the most. I've always had a soft spot for space. So just the so fact stunning. that if they get to have that sort mm-hmm. of connection to it in this series i was just like this is great this is everything <laughs> i ever wanted that is stunning that is stunning to me and such a master i cried the- yeah i cried yeah. Too. i cried too <laughs> it, there was just something so just beautiful about that 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 one thing yes so, <laughs> okay now let's move on to that ending though that ending though Oh, Can I yeah. just say the sheer amount of stress I feel about the state of Keith Senkin at the end of this book is, is high. <laughs> I was just like, wait. Kristen, thoughts on the ending. What how, do you mean there are no more pages? <laughs> where did that find you? <laughs> I am so curious what his other ability is going to be. <laughs> Me too. Right? I am very, like, I just want to know what it triggered. I mean, what yeah. is he, like, the anti-moonlark? I mean, that is just crazy. Please no. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But that'd I be like some kind think of, it'll be you know, really interesting couple. to see like, if he has ability, like an ability that's yes. going to be completely different from anything Sophie has, or if both of the teams, like the Never Seen and the Black Swan, were thinking similarly, and maybe he'll have an ability that she does have. Oh my gosh, that'd be. Oh well, my god, could you well, imagine? Alexa were, well, Alexa mostly, and then now I am. I'm hoping he gets telepathy. I know. Okay, <laughs> wait. Yes. Oh my gosh. That, I mean, technically, we're bleeding into the <laughs> part of this. Like, yeah, there's, and, a, there's and, yeah, a yeah, part for this. Yeah, we'll, but that is secretly. <laughs> you know what? Let's go straight. You know what? Let's okay. go straight to that. Let's go straight to that. And I we'll, think so. We'll, I we'll, think we'll so. We'll flip yeah. you a little bit. Let's go to future forecasts. 
Because I, because I, I joke. That would be so back. funny. I think it would be hilarious if he also got telepathy and could crash their cognitive, or like they discover that there's something even that's, more that's powerful than cognitive. So hard if he actually uh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> because exactly because they're both tied emotionally and mentally. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's next? Anyway, I, that's okay. just me. So we're talking future mm-hmm. forecast. That is definitely a pet one that I'm just like. Please give it to please, me because please, it would be please, so hilarious. Please. Here's another. I, I, well, we, well, Lex and I have something pettier. Which one? Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll remind you. And yes, here's my other fearless me. forecast. I think this was Alexa's idea, or I. It, it was one of those. Um, um, uh, we were it, having it, a conversation. It, it, it was one of those like you were thinking it, but I was saying, <laughs> but I said it kind of moments. Uh, I really hope. Oh yeah. That, um, that Sophie's bio, bio yeah. dad is a backer. <laughs> no, it was Kristen's idea because she wanted one of the two. There you go. Her. That was from you. You so that's the inception. So you, yeah, you told it to Alexa. Alexa told it to me, and thank you. Yeah, so we obviously goes... found out Orly's the monster. So it has to be the dad. I, I apologize for stealing your thunder, but that is one hundred percent yours. Yours. It is would just be so funny. You and I still want it to happen because I feel like, like it was maybe intentional the that they never life. kissed. <laughs> it really would. Yeah. Oh, see, they did oh, never that's kiss. Right? Yeah, Alexa had <laughs> They're a trying to remember if they had kissed. Did kiss they kiss? Because I'm pretty sure if they did, I would have blocked that crap out. <laughs> that is true. Oh, that, that, oh yeah. even more. I mean, to throw even Dex got a kiss. And we all know none that, that Empire that Strikes so. Back crap. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and and Sophie went for it. Yeah, there you go. There oh you gosh, go. I'm just like dying. So, that is still a theory that would be so great. Though. By the way, I I, I subscribe to that theory, Kristen, so hard. Thank you. Oh, I, thank you for so many things that you bring into my life because of that would this be conversation and and in and around. I love that so much. Please let her be a backer. <laughs> that would really be would. amazing. Yeah. What's up, Cuz? <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I so feel petty. like that could also funny, be the thing that repairs their relationship, to too. Agreed. Agreed. True. Hey. True. Yeah. A wonderful side benefit. Well, would you look at that? Yeah. As long as they're just friends, though. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but that's exactly what, what, what we mean by sort of like the repairs is yeah. because, okay, now that we know that we blew that <laughs> and, you know, and, and that's not happening, we're family. So... <laughs> Aren't we? Aren't we all relieved? <laughs> Boy, that's some... <laughs> I, another. Other oh, go ahead. Oh, I want to predict yeah, that doesn't happen to Shadowhunters. Anyway, for the um, box, uh, I do think. Okay, no, no, you go ahead, Kristen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And any other future forecasts that you feel like? I feel Fitz is going to turn. Like if this Alvar thing doesn't happen, I could see that. Like the right way, I think it's just going to make him like I'm gonna like whatever. I'm actually going to say that I think <laughs> Fitz is actually going to have a sort of solo journey. Like, like a bad go solo rogue, journey. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Because I think that, in a way, he actually... Shall he form his own knights? Well, I think in a way, he actually needs it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's something he would benefit from. Yeah. Everyone would also benefit from it, too. But, like, yeah. he needs it more than anyone yeah, he else. He totally needs point. a sojourn out into the world. He, he needs... just needs to sort things out for himself. He, he needs a life-changing adventure. this is me being nice about Fitzbacker. Mm-hmm. He needs a life-changing adventure with Zuko. Like, everyone's had one. <laughs> he Toph does. wants one, I'm sure. God. We don't know if she actually got one, but uh, I was gonna was say I think that we what, will your, find out have, some Kristen? kind of reason happen? for why the Never Seen is doing what they do, and it's going to make us empathize with them. Ah, uh, you know what? That's I would not super plausible. It's super plausible <laughs> because already Psycho Mom uh, Sankin is Psycho Mom Sankin 
um, already like you get it like she's like she's partially like mm-hmm. you know kind of humanized quote unquote right because mm-hmm. it's like oh okay what an incredibly terribly flawed sociopath of a character where she thinks you know messing with my body yeah. is fine even if my baby's in it but do mm-hmm. not touch the baby right I mean some people are just really that sort of like flawed and you see that she loves Keith she does in a twisted, that is actually weird ass and, and that's just good villain writing, right? So for for the never scene to have that kind of benign, I would dare even say almost the black uh, kind of like an like similar to like you know the, like the organization yeah. the moonlark what are they called again the black again. swan the black swan yeah to to have to have some black swanny sort of vibes <laughs> right I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, last question for this you know section: Do we I think, think he'll the be next out. book eight point five is going to start with Keith being awake or is Keith still going to be out? Oh my god. Oh my god, it's gonna be like several uh, hundred pages. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's at least over 300. There you go. <laughs> oh, Ooh. also, who is It is a pretty Glimmer? thick book, isn't it? Who is Glimmer? I don't know, but I would like to. We would like to find out. Do you out. think, my theory actually for Unlocked is that Keith will be still in his oh, coma. Oh, I can see that. But we're gonna get flashbacks while he's in the coma. I know it sounds really strange, but like I feel like that's the only way we're gonna learn a few more things about the never scene, which might actually lend some credence to Kristen's theory about like, you know, no, agree, we'll, yeah, we'll we're sort of understand out. what the never scene I've is doing. I've been like flip-flopping so I, I don't know on whether I think it's I called like unlocked because Keith's ability is going to be unlocked or if it's unlocked because Orly and Sophie are going to unlock the cachet. That's also entirely possible. I am, I am, I am mm-hmm. here for some... Uh, I would my... like to see an unlocked cachet, actually. Same, same. I, because it's all there. Yeah. I want to see how much we can yeah. learn. Like, is the, how big are the secrets that are in it? Because they have to be pretty big secrets, oh, right? Are you kidding? And and the, big enough that you that, that they will mm-hmm. probably destroy the world as we know it, maybe. Oh, I gosh. Think. I'm, like, I'm um, a little worried, but also, like, they kind of need to shake up. Yeah. 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 And, and, and with an enemy that is always, like, eight steps ahead, you're going to have to bring something out mm-hmm. that they don't know. Yeah. And, and that, that, that... Well, yeah. Every time they think they're ahead, they're not. Exactly. Which is kind of terrifying. Alrighty. Um, all right, so we're going to end this with some special mentions. Special mentions. That's how it's going to. That's how it's going to work. I mean, I think for me, like the only thing I wanted to like shout out again is the just the sense of humor in the series. Like, there's so many funny moments in it, and for funny for different reasons. And I think like mm-hmm. the way that she's managed to keep that consistent despite the fact that it can get really dark in the series, yeah. has always been comforting to me one. and also entertaining. Um, so I'm just going to mention that as my special mention. Yeah, else like, I feel Chris like we covered end? so much in every single category. Because I think I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you know what I just oh. realized might actually be an, another interesting, interesting thing if we found another Lost City in one oh. of the two upcoming books. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we've been getting more and more different settings, right? As the series has gone on, we've discovered that a few would be. other ones. Yeah. I feel like, what if we get another Lost City? Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be great. And I, th- that would be a great yeah. way to like lead this towards the end. Like, what if the secret was in some other Lost City this whole time? So Right? Oof. Ooh. That'd be fun. That'd <laughs> Giving be fun. myself vibes. I mean, we found yeah. Atlantis. It's all oh, Atlantis, still so. one of my favorite things about series by the way that yeah, Atlantis that is one episode, of the yeah. elven strongholds <laughs> yeah so oh, we find we out that Evacor is her father that <laughs> 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 she's a Vacker. <laughs> <laughs> I am on team Vacker. And- it's okay Keith doesn't care if she's unmatchable 
That's true. He doesn't. He really doesn't. As as one should, uh, really. If you yeah. Remember. Okay, you know what? This has been super fun. Incredibly long, but <laughs> worth it. Though. Totally worth it. So thank you, Kristen, thank you for, for inviting me. Yeah, I have fun. Vortex of, of uh, uh, you know, like Bookish craziness, bookish ranting, whatever. Slightly raving. So on that note, uh, uh, everybody's social media links are going to be uh, linked in, in description. the description. Yep. And uh, we're going to do this again, I hope, soon about. Oh, that would be uh, fun. And for different books. I, I would like to do a bookish breakdown of a Star Wars book with you. Right. Oh, you know what? You guys should do a Thrawn one. Because I feel like we you should guys totally enjoy do a Thrawn one. Oh, I love Oh, Thrawn. you guys should do one. Right? We should totally have like a Thrawn appreciation like like episode. I feel like you guys could do it. But at the same time, I feel like, I feel like <laughs> this is still, if this still makes sense. I don't know how you feel about the canon. You, well, sorry, the Legends universe. <laughs> He's still bitter. I'm so hmm. bitter. It's not even funny. I, so um, I but, never started uh, reading them until uh, they wiped everything out and it's started with one. new canon because there was just so much that it was overwhelming. So I was like, I don't know what to do. And then when I had a starting <laughs> point, I was like, yes, now I can get in on this. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. In which case, Thrawn is probably going to be. But I'm totally like, open to reading something from Legends if you have still a recommendation and want to talk about it. Podcast. It's like whatever works. Oh, indeed, and it is the Courtship of Princess Leia it's because a Ooh, I like it, it is 100 a standalone. It's it tells a Han and Leia story. it tells the story of how Han got Leia to marry him. So, He's been trying to get me to read it forever. So, so it's clearly an alternate universe now, and it's clearly <laughs> not the way it happened. But it's still but, fun. Uh, but at, but it's but it's it takes place at a point in time when Leia was um, not yet chief of state in the old canon universe, and uh, Han basically oh. decides to uh, you know, and she tries to oh, and she's matched up to the super <laughs> prince, prompting our general Solo to go. You know what? <laughs> like, I'm a fix that. So can you imagine Han uh, doing something about uh, an, a, a royal match between the princess of Alderaan? And the Prince of the Hapes Cluster, easily the richest. Uh, that sounds like, fun. I could uh, actually see this happening. Uh, you know, like solar system in the in the in the sort of like yeah. alliance, of right? Course. So, it, oh yeah, and this is, and then you find out, uh, and the, and if you're familiar with Dathomir, this is the first time. There you go. You got, like, this is the first time that Dathomir is introduced in the in in the Legends universe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and no, yes. unfortunately, she was more of a newish character. Um, but uh, but definitely a lot of night witches for for, for obvious reasons uh, night witches and rangers <laughs> and uh, that and, sounds and, amazing and, and a prince and a princess and a rogue who's like I'm not letting some smarmy dude get my girl <laughs> even if it's right so so yeah so I, I highly recommend it it's uh, it's it, and and, it, and they play it like a lot like it's it's Carrie Fisher and, <laughs> and what's it called and Harrison Ford so it's got that same energy from my last like recollection so, yeah so there. Uh, future future projects, future things to yes, like to get buddy read about. and probably break down. So, <laughs> all right. So, on that note, thank you so much, thank everybody, you. for listening. And uh, we, we hope, hope you enjoyed, enjoyed the, the buds. Hey, thanks for listening. We're podcasting every couple of weeks now, so tune in when you can. You can also find us talking about our recent reads and our book hauls on youtube.com slash Alexa Loves Books and find all of Alexa's book reviews on alexalovesbooks.com. <laughs>